Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you've joined me. Remember, our goal each day is to open the Bible and to help you connect with Jesus. Before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is June the 3rd, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 1. Now, before we begin reading, just remember, this book is called Acts, because it records the acts of the apostles. This is the story of the birth of the church. It follows Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament, which are the Gospels. Well, now in Acts, we have the history, the birth of the early church and the acts of the apostle. So it begins in verse 1, and it says this, In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and to teach. The author of the book of Acts is Luke. His first book is the book of Luke. Luke is a physician. He's one of the disciples of Jesus. He's writing to Theophilus to give him a history of the birth of the early church. And he says, in my first book, I told you about Jesus. In this book, he's going to tell us about the early church. Verse 2, until the day he, that is Jesus, was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And I just want to stop there. Luke begins by pointing out that after the resurrection of Jesus, there was a 40-day window before Jesus ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit, which we'll see in the coming days. There's a 40-day window where Jesus appears to the disciples over and over and over again. He eats with them. He talks with them. He hangs out with them. In fact, one time he was present where there were 500 people there. And so the point I'm making is our faith rests on the resurrection of Christ. And Luke begins the gospel by making it very clear Jesus died and he rose again. And for 40 days, he appeared to us and many other people, hundreds of people throughout Jerusalem, which verified the resurrection. And something that's just important about this is Luke is writing in Jerusalem a city of about 50,000 people. And he's talking about the resurrection of Christ. And if the resurrection was not a historical, truthful fact event, then you couldn't really build a case and tell a story and talk about the history of the early church, which all rest on that foundation in a town so small with such a strong oral tradition if the resurrection wasn't a real thing. So again, this just points to the historical accuracy of the resurrection. Now, let me skip down to verse 4. Then he says, once he was eating with them and he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift He promised. So what is the gift? He's going to send the Holy Spirit. So we'll see that again in the next couple of days. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon the church. And now, rather than God being in one place at one time, Jesus, the God-man, now the Spirit of God is going to come and live inside of all of us. So Jesus says, go and wait, pray, and wait to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, let me skip down to 
the rest of that, verse 5, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So that's coming. Verse 6, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, listen to their question. Lord, is the time come for you to free Israel and restore the kingdom? In other words, they believed after the resurrection of Jesus that certainly now that he's risen from the dead, he will declare himself king. He will free Israel. He'll throw Rome out of Israel, right? And so he says, is this the time? Is this the time? They are longing for power. Well, notice what Jesus says in verse eight. He says, you will receive power. It says, it's not time for me to establish an earthly kingdom, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But what is the purpose of that power? It's not political power. It's not military power. He says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Jesus is preparing them for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They want an earthly kingdom. Jesus says, you're going to get power, but this power is to be a witness, to tell people here in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world, to tell people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be a witness. The Holy Spirit empowers us to tell others what Jesus has done for me. Now, this is so important. A witness is not an attorney. A witness is not a judge or jury. A witness simply gives an eyewitness testimony about what they have seen, what they heard, what they experienced. That's what a witness is. The same thing is true for us. My job is not to convince people. It's not to build great arguments. It's certainly not to judge. It's not to be the jury. My job is to be a witness, is to tell people this is what Jesus has done for me. And the Holy Spirit empowers me to experience Christ so I have something to tell and anoints me to share that with other people and then works in the heart of the person hearing so they can hear and receive and understand what Jesus wants to do for them. So I can trust the Holy Spirit to help me in my witnessing, help me in telling other people about Jesus. So the early church is born built on the foundation of the resurrection of Christ, the identity, the power, the victory, the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's our theological foundation. And the early church is born with supernatural power to tell the world about Jesus. And that same power lives in you. When you place your faith and trust in Jesus, God washes away our sin and the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us to empower us to be a witness, to tell our family and our coworkers and our friends, our neighbors, our classmates, the people that we have influence with, the people we're in relationship with, to point them to Jesus. And listen, we're not trying to judge the world. What we're doing is we want to be a faithful witness and to trust the Holy Spirit to empower us to do it. So listen, who in your life can you tell about Jesus 
today. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much. It's so exciting to read about the birth of the early church, to know that our faith is not based on mythology and hopeful, wishful thinking, but our our faith is based upon the resurrection of Jesus. And that, God, you've not left us alone, that your spirit lives in us and empowers us to live the Christian life, to walk with God and to be a witness in our world. Lord, open our eyes to see the people around us who need to hear about Jesus, who need to hear a message of hope and encouragement, the good news about what Jesus has done for them. God, anoint us to be a witness and anoint those who we are witnessing to, to hear and to understand and to respond to your invitation to follow you. God, we love you and thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this encourages you. Man, the Holy Spirit is with you and empowering you today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.